The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Hello. Welcome to Mindful Moments, your Friday night show all about your well being. I hope you're well. I hope you've had a great week, inshallah. My name is Farah and I'm your host as usual. And you know that I run a local well-being organization in Leeton here in your community, run by your community, and uh, that's Seeking to Gorn. And we are here to support your mental health. If you want to reach out to us at any point, either today in the show or after the show, we are here to help giving free advice and uh, support for you, your friends, your families, mental health and physical health and spiritual health. So whether you are driving home from work or you're at home with the kids or you're out enjoying the sun and tuning in to us, uh, tune in today and, and pay attention. We've got a really good show lined up for you today. It's about work-life balance and keeping our well-being and mental well-being a priority um, throughout our careers, throughout our working life and in our home lives as well. So I've got two guests today and uh, we have uh, Mahrouh Ali and she is a doctor in the NHS and uh, doing some specialist training whilst also doing her PhD in heart disease and kidney disease. And we have Tawfiq Hamid, who is working full time as a project, uh, sorry, a product manager in tech, as well as being a part time writer on spirituality on his online blog and doing uh, Arabic and Islamic studies on the side. So before I say hello to my guests, just to talk about the topic, firstly, uh, most of us or a lot of us are working, whether it's full time or part time. And you, at some point you have probably experienced feeling overwhelmed. Uh, I definitely have felt, felt burnt out from my full time job. Um, I work in science research and it's uh, flexible. Uh, it is full nine to five hours, but uh, some days can be long. Other days can be shorter, but um, sometimes the pressure can lead you to feeling burnt out or demotivated or anxious. And actually, one in six people experience mental health problems in the workplace. So it isn't uncommon. You may know someone as well who's struggling at the moment, uh, either suffering from a pre-existing mental health uh condition and it's being made worse by their work or by um, you know their work pressures or just general mental health decline can happen to everyone uh, they can experience it just by as I mentioned the pressures of work and deadlines and just uh, overworking in general and actually a fun fact well it's not very fun but thirty uh, percent of all the sick that uh, UK employees take uh, is due to poor mental health. So that's quite a large majority of that. And I, I think after COVID as well, a lot of employers have been focusing on improving or trying to improve the mental well-being of their employees. 
and to focus on making their employees feel uh, just an increased general sense of well-being overall. And so today we will be talking with my amazing guests on examples of how to have a healthy work-life balance, just general experiences of, you know, the everyday uh, our everyday Muslim brothers and sisters or generally the public who are ma- trying to juggle life and work and extracurricular and hobbies um, and so on, whilst trying to maintain good mental, physical and spiritual well-being. So if you want to talk to us today or to any of the guests, uh, call in live. You can call in live or you can give us a message on WhatsApp or Facebook or email InspireFM. And the number, if you want to call in live directly to the studio, is 01582-481-822. We'd love to hear your experiences or your insights, so do tune in. Right, without further ado, I've got a busy show and I want to get as much juicy information and help from my guests as possible. So, salam alaikum to you both, Mahrouk and Tawfiq. Um, Walaikum salam. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's very nice being here. No problem. Thank you for joining. It's really nice to have you on. And I think uh, all three of us have uh, a, a uh, all three of us have CEI in common, which is an Islamic uh, studies organization based in in London. So it's nice to have have you on. Yeah. Thank you so much. And yes, CEI is very important to all of us, obviously. <laughs> Waalaikumsalam. It's great Waalaikumsalam. to be here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us on. I'm... Coming on, are you guys enjoying the sun or is it too hot for you? Um, I mean, uh, I, I don't think it's too hot, but I am actually not in the sun at the moment, but I'm just enjoying the view. It's quite nice. Okay. You're enjoying the view of the sun? <laughs> I, I enjoy it massively. Like There'll be days where I feel really down and I can't wait because it's sunny and I feel incredible nice uh, just because of the sun so I think yeah. a bit think, of sun goes a lot way to help yeah I think it's in our blood to be honest we, we are designed to enjoy the sun <laughs> okay so let's talk about your both of your works and um and talking about healthy work-life balance. So just to let all of you know, and also I was reading this up online for myself as well, but actually a lot of us may not have a healthy work-life balance. I I realised I might not have a healthy work-life balance. Uh, some examples of having a healthy balance is when you're meeting, you're able to um, fulfil your work responsibilities, but you're still able to have time for your your friends, your family, your hobbies, or your extracurricular studies, Islamic studies, or whatever whatever it is you do outside of work, and also having enough time to sleep and eat properly um, and not worrying about work when you're at home, you might find that when you come back after work, you're constantly thinking, oh, I should have done this wrong, or, you know, what am I going to do? Uh, I, I've just started a new job, and sometimes I, I do do that, and it takes over your life a little bit, especially because it's, um, you know, especially if you're full-time Monday to Friday, it does end up being in your thoughts a lot. Uh, 
uh, Delphi, because because you you do a lot and you have a lot going on with your your writing, your studies, and your full time work. Do you find that you're constantly thinking about what you need to do, and uh, you know what you need to do next, and just constantly worrying? Yeah, I think that can definitely be a concern, like trying to juggle everything. I think for me, I try and calendar block it, so I know before work I'm going to do writing, and if it's not done by nine a.m. It's done, and then during work I'm focusing on work, and um, I try and walk to the masjid, and then that's a nice time where you can't really do anything on that five ten minute walk. So you just you're a nice time like with nature to think. Um, so I find that really helpful to give everything its due time within its time, and then not stress about it outside of that. That's good. So you compartmentalize, which a lot of people struggle to do. I I, I struggle to do that, to be honest. Makruk, I as a doctor and a part time PhD, not a part time, a full time PhD student, right? And uh, yeah, same for you. You you must. PhDs always have a rep of being a lot of pressure. How are you coping with that? Um. So I think. Uh, because I am a doctor and I work in the NHS, my clinical role is definitely very, very high pressured, um, especially if, but while I am training in kidney medicine, that comes with a lot of pressure, not only sort of um, from uh, the pressures of the NHS and the workload, but also because you have training requirements that you need to make sure are done. You have to do research on the side. So at the moment, I'm taking some time out of my training program to do uh, the PhD. And actually, I find that it's a great change of pace. So my work-life balance was definitely off in my clinical role. It is um, because of the workload of the NHS and the pressures. Um, it's very difficult um, to actually leave work at work. And you, in general, usually end up working a bit late and trying to keep that balance. But I'm finding that my um, current role uh, in academia is uh, gives me a lot more room to um, sort of, you know, try and maintain my work-life balance. Um, yeah. So you're trying to be a bit more flexible with your work in academia, but I guess the hospital setting is a bit more structured. Yeah. And, and do you feel that um, your job has either positively or negatively affected your mental health? Um, so definitely, yes, in both ways. And I think it it's obviously... Work-life balance is a tricky concept, even under the best circumstances. And I think that my my work um, in um, as my clinical role, uh, helping other people, uh, brings me great joy and a sense of purpose and the sense of fulfillment. And that actually, mm. I find it really positive, and I find it really helpful. Um, it also uh, makes me very grounded. And it inculcates a sense of gratitude. So every day that I wake up, um, I I find that I am thankful to Allah Ta'ala for being given that opportunity. Um, and to wake up in health, I think, is such a massive blessing. Um, uh, Alhamdulillah, um, that we, we just, I think that give, working in healthcare makes you more aware of your blessings, essentially. Um, but obviously, there are negative aspects to it that simply the fact that NHS is a massively overworked organization um, makes it very difficult and many many times you are dealing with really unwell patients um, and obviously that you are dealing with families and you have to tell them you have to break the news Uh, and many times it's not good news and that impacts you emotionally as well Um, especially the years of COVID um, were extremely hard 
for like for the doctors personally, for myself personally as well, because there was just so much um, uh it was so much tragedy and just uh, a loss of life that you could you could, you were trying your best but things were as they were and it was incredibly stressful um and so pe- people do get burnt out um, a lot in the nhs and i have been very close to being burnt out by the clinical uh, workload and the emotional toll that it takes on you yeah that's a really good um, sort of summary of the pros and cons i think it's really nice you mentioned the positive effects on your mental health as well we can always often tend to be a bit more negative when it comes to work and how it can you know affect it takes so much time out of our life but at the same time if you if you look at it with the right perspective you are serving a purpose contributing to society and it does give you a sense of fulfillment and of course um, for many Muslims, we're doing it for the intention of a greater purpose. And we are not just doing it for the people, we're doing it for God as well. So it it, it lifts that purpose up even more. Um, Delphique, have you been positively or negatively affected by, by with your mental health by, by your work, even now or in the past? Yeah, I think it can be a, a huge factor. Like if you're starting out a positive, but if you're working towards something purposeful and you have really nice colleagues, you feel like you're learning a lot. Um, like at the moment, I'm really enjoying my role uh, as a yeah, product owner in tech. And yeah, things are going well. The project's seeing results. We have a really fun team. Uh, it's just very fulfilling. It feels very purposeful. Like I look forward to going to work and seeing everyone. Uh, and that just makes me in a better mood. Like before work, I'm not dreading it. After work, I'm you know coming away happy and I've got a lot of energy. Um, mm. It's easy, I think, for people to end up in the complete opposite, where maybe they don't feel like their project has that much purpose. It might feel a bit nebulous. Uh, colleagues yeah. can be really hard to work with if they're working with someone that isn't supportive, or if they're dealing with bullies in the workplace. Um, yeah. And again, with learning, if people, yeah, if people feel like a general stagnation. Um, that can really drag people down and just make you question, okay, why am I going to work? Um, you know, I have a big meeting on Tuesday. Or some people have a big meeting, let's say, midweek. So they spend the first half of the week dreading it. And the next half of the week, just like thinking about what they said and how to improve for next week. And it means the whole week, they're just stressed about this. And I think that's, colleagues and that's the people very you interact true. with go a huge way. I think people overthink so much, especially when... As you mentioned, if your colleagues if your colleagues are great, then it makes everything so much better. And I'm really grateful I'm in that position. But if they're if they're not, they you tend to overthink everything. And I, also the point you mentioned about what you're doing and recognizing its importance. If you don't feel you have a purpose or there's a good or strong intention or purpose behind what you're doing, often you can feel quite flat and numb. And I think that in- definitely increases your chances of sort of becoming a little bit depressed, not not clinically depressed, but you can often like, as you're saying, sort of go away home feeling feeling quite low or feeling just unmotivated and, and that you're just wasting your life away, really. Yeah, people can go away feeling low and then they're dreading going to work the next day and Oh, yeah, I think having negative work colleagues can be a huge, uh, huge blocker for someone. Yeah. Do you think um, your work impacts your well-being in other ways, like your spiritual well-being and physical well-being? I definitely feel like 
it, it can have an impact, but to what extent do you, do you think so? Um, Mahrouf touched on some spiritual aspects I really liked. Uh, for myself, it's less so, but I'll let Mahrouf talk about that. Oh, um, thank you. I was um, uh, I was going to say um, physical aspects in the sense that um, in, in the clinical role, uh, while I'm working in the NHS, the sheer pressure of your shift sometimes means that you cannot get your breaks in time and you end up getting dehydrated and you're running low, uh, very low on energy and you still have to obviously try and do as much as you can. Um, so that, and some, definitely when that work-life balance is off, you don't get time to um, sort of, you know, um, give to yourself. You don't get time to go to the gym, for example, or to exercise or yeah. just, yeah, just go out in the nature and take in the fresh breath that you're telling all your patients to do. So you're not doing that yourself. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit ironic, isn't it? We, we're giving all the advice to the people and then we... Um, definitely. Um, yeah. The other thing that I found, in um, especially with the work hours, because they can sometimes be quite unsociable, you're coming into work and then you're going off and you're so tired, you end up becoming a bit socially isolated because your work means that you can't get to many sort of social events or classes that you want mm-hmm. to get to. Um, so that can be another aspect. Um, and then finally, your spiritual aspect, I think, actually, I have always found my work as a doctor um quite uplifting other other than the fact that yes it is very overwhelming but it is uplifting in the sense that it really makes me feel that i am getting fulfilled and that i am uh, contributing and i'm making someone's life uh, even to a smaller extent i'm making it a bit better and i'm doing it to please allah Ta'ala, and that uh, gives me a, a, that really helps me and i think spiritually that is usually a boost i i do accept that during covid with that sort of the all-around tragedy um i did suffer a bit um uh, from uh, uh i it was just very hard and sometimes it was difficult to come to terms with sort of in terms of what is happening with the world mm. in general oh, well i i really like your positive outlook and everything my book is really good and i think we should take a little from that just if you if you're thinking of something in a negative way see how you can think of it in a positive way um what about you, Tofik, about physical well-being? I'm, I'm guessing as a product manager in tech, it's a lot of office work or online work. Yes, a lot of office work, a lot of sat behind a desk, a lot of time at home. Uh, I can, Do I you get so busy that you just sometimes, because of deadlines and meetings, you end up, for example, missing lunch or just not thinking properly about the food that you're eating or if you're staying hydrated, as Makhul was saying? Yeah, I think it can definitely be a rush. I try and go back to the calendar, make sure I block out my lunch block so I can get a walk in. But yeah. other than that, it can be hours behind a desk. And I think I'm guilty of having some quite bad posture at times. Um, <laughs> so it can be quite, quite bad. So that's something I want to work on. Luckily, HR mm. is always very supportive, trying to send us guides on good posture. Uh, that's good. I, I like the thing you mentioned about getting a walk in. I, I've been uh, advised before because... As Makhrouf said, after work can sometimes be a bit tricky to, um, you know, fit in exercise or fit in a walk. So even if you go in your lunch hour during the daytime, especially in winter when the days are sort of a lot shorter, that can definitely, even if it's just a five-minute walk around the block, it can definitely give clear your headspace a bit and change your scenery 
um, and lift your mood up. So even if you're at lunch, um, for everyone listening, if, if you if you have kids to rush to after work or you've got other responsibilities, try and, and, and take a five-minute walk around the block, wherever you work. Uh, it doesn't have to be in, all the way to a park or anything. Just try, try and take take a walk and see, see how that affects you and improves your well-being. Um, okay, we're getting to the end of the show, so I always like to leave on a positive and leave our listeners with some top tips so you some of you may be feeling quite overwhelmed um you may want to you may be feeling like you know you want to fit in extracurricular you want to fit in your your studies uh you want to fit in sports activities time with your friends and family and and you can't always cram that in on the weekend especially when you have a lot of admin and chores to do so um uh, Dolphika, I'll start with you. Obviously, you you've mentioned you calendar block everything, um, and and obviously you have your writing as well for your for your blog, and you do your studies. How do you find time to do that? And does that feel like it's um, blocking up your calendar too much, or do you, on the contrary, feel as though it it's making things more enjoyable and easy for you? Yeah, that's a good question. I think for me, when I have nothing in the calendar, I tend to kind of just sit at home, waste time maybe on, on Instagram or something. It's not always useful time spent. Uh, so I quite like being busy because then I feel like it's very intentional. Like I've decided I'm going to spend this evening doing an Arabic course. I'm going to spend this evening with my wife. This evening, we've decided we're going to watch a movie. So I try and calendar block stuff, even if it's not necessarily productive or classes but even just to have some more intentionality behind fun time as well just to make sure an evening doesn't go by where we could have done something really fun but we ended up just you know doing a bit of this a bit of that doing the dishes and then oh it's bedtime so (laughs) yeah it 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 goes by very quick um and what was the other thing i was going to ask I think you're right what you're saying. Sometimes when you block things up and you do fill your day up, uh, you're less likely to just ruminate on on things that you don't need to be thinking about or, or overthinking about things. And when you have a packed day, you tend to, well, I guess everyone varies, but you tend to be focused on getting everything done that you feel like you're ticking things off. And then at the end of the day, you do feel... Uh, you know, like you've achieved, and there's that gratification as well. And Absolutely. Mahul- Sorry, yeah. And and uh, Mahul, do you? Let's see how we're doing for time. We we've got a couple minutes left. How how do you make time for yourself? And, and uh, what would you do if you felt your work was becoming too much? As as you've mentioned, it has. Um. I mean, to, to start with, I think Tofik, um, calendar blocking everything is actually a very good idea. And I'm going to try more of that because I'm not that organized with my life. Um, right. uh, but um, in terms of sort of coming to your second 
part of your question, um, what to do when I feel that work is overwhelming. I uh, try being very honest with myself. I think resilience is a very good thing, but sometimes it can be toxic if you don't accept that, you know, things are becoming too much and there's just too much on your plate um, at the same time. And so when that happens, I then just take a step back and try to prioritize. um, And I then sort of prioritize my mental health. So if that means that I want to spend time with my family and my friends or doing things that I love, like the Islamic classes, for example, then I'll do that. Because I know when I'm a bit more rejuvenated, I can actually work, like I can do the work quicker with more presence of mind, especially in academia, uh, because you can get overwhelmed with too much information and then your productivity just goes off. Um, So I think just being honest with yourself and pacing yourself is really important um, and just trying to prioritize as much as possible. Um, because too many balls in the air does, doesn't work. Um, unfortunately, for me, it doesn't at least. Some people are quite multi-talented, but I just struggle if there are too many balls in the air. Mm. I feel like some people enjoy having a bit of a crazy life. Other people, they're like, no, this isn't for me. It's just causing me too much stress. Eager, <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you? Any any tips or pointers of if you're feeling overwhelmed or if anyone listening is feeling overwhelmed, what, what can we do? What What can they do? Yeah, I think that's really good what you said. I think it's good to prioritise what you're doing. And if you're doing too much, like I've often found myself to drop things where necessary. And on top of that, what can we do if we're overwhelmed? I think take stock with yourself. Like what is what are you doing? What is important to you? Is everything you're doing important and in line with your sort of purpose and your vision? And I think obviously for that's, a lot of people, nice. I think for a lot of people, work will be a big one. And it can be quite hard to change work. So, I mean, if you're feeling overwhelmed at work, it's, it's easy to say, look for a new job, but that's easier said than done. I think talk talk to your colleagues. I mean, there's been a lot of times I've had to talk to my colleagues and say, look, I really uh, think you're a talented person and it's great working with you. But I think sometimes our interactions can be quite jarring. That's <laughs> very often... honest. I, that, that's great. <laughs> I like yeah, the very tips. hard conversations. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to both of you. We're going to have to cut this and maybe have a second episode. I really appreciate your time today. And to all our listeners, have a wonderful weekend and I hope you've benefited. Assalamualaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.